where's the best place to buy tires? Where's the best repair shop for my hybrid? Questions about your car? Drive into Dobbs. With more than 40 locations, our team of technicians will get the job done right the first time. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. Cheap, cheap, fun, fun. Spring is in the air and Dirt Cheap is in your neighborhood ready to deliver the perfect drinks to your doorstep. That's right. All of Dirt Cheap's convenient locations now offer delivery of their wide selections of beers, wines, and all the spirits you need. And if you're like me, nothing hits better in the springtime than a nice weeded bourbon. Ask the friendly staff at Dirt Cheap about their selection of weeders like Maker's Mark, Larceny, and so many others. Download the Dirt Cheap app and order curbside or delivery. Have fun, but be careful out there. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. With Alex Ferrario, I'm Brandon Kylie. It's BK and Ferrario on 101 ESPN. Thrilled to go out to the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on the show. Blues insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at JP Rutherford. JR, are we actually going to get hockey in about a month from now? <laughs> it sure does look like it. Some more signs pointing to that, guys. Uh, some talks the past couple days, and obviously the, the biggest uh, development is that they've put the financials uh, aside and decided uh, not to touch them. Obviously, after uh, days and days of uh, back and forth on that, they decided, you know what, we'll keep the uh, financials what they are and just start talking about uh, playing during a pandemic. And so it's still going to take some time to iron out all the protocol. They did a great job last time when they went to the bubble. Uh, There won't be a bubble this time, so they have to be a lot more detailed with their approach. And uh, hopefully they can uh, come to conclusion on a lot of this in the next few days, and we'll have an announcement about the start of the 2021. I think we can get rid of 2020 now. We can just talk about the 2021 hockey season around the corner. So, Jared, what was was the point of the last two weeks of these (laughs) back-and-forth between the owners and the NHLPA? Well, I think it was uh, two things. It was uh, salary deferment, and also it was escrow. I think that the owners wanted to revisit that. Uh, Word got out. It leaked that uh, that's uh, what the NHL and the owners were interested in. Gary Bettman came out at the seminar and said, no, we don't want to renegotiate, but the the times have changed in terms of of what we're facing. Uh, You know, it's continued months and months without uh, no fans. And so we just need to adjust some of these numbers. And it's funny, you know, it's not renegotiating. Gary Bettman said, it's kind of like it, you know, and and, uh, I know you got the uh, fiance now and, and Alex is uh, married and and myself. It's like when uh, your wife says, uh, Hey, uh, why are you arguing so much? And and why are you debating me so much? And you're like, well, I'm not arguing with you, but why can't you do this this, and that? So it's, it's pretty much the same thing, right? Uh, what the league wanted to do in terms of renegotiating and changing some of the economics of the deal. And, and, and I think the past couple of weeks you look at it and, uh, and the players stood their ground and said, no, uh, you know, we will look at changing the, the salary deferment, but we don't want to change the escrow. So I think ultimately the back and forth led to the two sides saying, let's just move on. Well, JR, you've been married a lot longer than I have, but I know already <laughs> that that doesn't work. So the NHL owners finally just figured out that that was a, uh, a dumb process with all of this. Uh, let me exactly. ask you. Let me ask you this, Jr. Because uh, uh, Pierre, Pierre LeBrun, your uh, your your coworker at the Athletic, put out there that this still does need two thirds of a vote on the board, board of governors side once they come up with the realignment and everything that goes into this. How likely is that going to be an easy factor? Because we all remember that a lot of the owners 
weren't happy with even playing a season. So the Board of Governors kind of holds kind of pretty heavily in all of this conversation. Yeah, they do. And, and they do, I believe, have to come up with uh, two thirds to ratify it. And also the PA is going to have to do it. But, you know, I think it's one of those cases where, uh, you know, Gary Bettman and the league, they've done this for so many years and have great relationships with these owners. You know, they know that they have the vote uh, before they take it. I mean, in terms of uh, feeling the owners out on, on how they feel. And, and so, yeah, are there some owners that are upset that the economics aren't going to change? I'm sure there are because they're dealing like a lot of businesses and pro sports teams with this pandemic and, and uh, no fans in the seats, it's going to be difficult. So it's going to be a challenge. But I think uh, the NHL, if they've elected to move on and feel like they can get a season started with the economics the way they are, I, I bet they feel pretty good about getting the two-thirds that they need. Jeremy Rutherford joining us here on 101 ESPN. So, JR, earlier today I was reading from ESPN.com and Greg Wyshynski uh, was talking about what the schedule would potentially look like. And he said the primary objective remains to have all 31 teams playing in their home arenas with a baseball-style homestand of three games between those teams. That's the preference for the majority of owners and the preference of the players as well. And it's the plan that has gotten the most attention in NHL circles. I wanted to ask you about this as it pertains to the Blues, because if you decide to do those basically homestands, the series, if you will, doesn't that place an even greater importance on a backup goaltender and for the Blues, Ville Husso? Yeah, it's, it's definitely going to. And I think whatever they decide uh, to do in terms of do they have four hub cities that aren't quote-unquote bubbles, but say the Blues are flying out to Vegas to play a week's worth of games, or they do what the preference is and what Greg's written about, and that's uh, play these series at home, and, and so you play multiple games. I think it's going to put the Blues in a difficult situation in the goaltending position uh, because of that. And, hey, look, we saw the story of Jordan Bennington. Uh, you know, lightning probably doesn't strike twice, but perhaps Billy Huso steps in, and he's exactly the prospect that everybody's expected him to be for the past couple of years, and then all this talk about the goaltending is moot. But you're talking about a situation where Jordan Bennington, you know, yes, he has experience, but he hasn't played several hundred games in the NHL. And then you have Billy Houston that hasn't played a game. So the Blues are going to miss Jake Allen, I think, uh, regardless. But, yes, if you're talking about playing uh, two and three, three and four, uh, four and six, uh, whatever it is, I think it's going to be a difficult proposition going into the season, not knowing what to expect from Billy Huso. JR, I'm also curious about the uh, the COVID protocols that are going to be going in the negotiations. And right now, this is more just kind of speculation because we don't know what's going on between the NHL and NHLPA. But so much success last year with the bubble and with the rapid testing and, of course, playing in these stadiums, I really am curious if the, what the player's stance on this, the COVID protocol and what the vaccine coming out is going to be starting the season, playing in stadiums and doing all of this traveling that's going to take place. Yeah, I think if you don't send them to Edmonton and Toronto and tell them they're going to be there for a couple months, I think they're going to be fine with it. <laughs> I think if you uh, if you promise them some fishing and and wildlife and then don't deliver on it, yeah, they're going to be upset like they were with uh, the bubble. Uh, but no, I think that uh, they've got a a good hand in this negotiation. You know, uh, going back and forth with the owners, and it, like I said, it's going to take a lot of work over the next several days to iron all this out. The one thing, guys that uh, everybody has to come to grips with is the NHL had so much success in the bubble and we know the reason why it was just sealed but that's not going to be the situation here especially if they play 
in 31 cities. And so you're going to have positive tests. You're going to have games where players are missing. You might have the cancellation of games. I think everything we've seen baseball and football go through, you're now going to see that with the NHL. That's why they're going to build in the extra week after the regular season, before the playoffs, in case they need to make up any games. Uh, But it's a guarantee that uh, you're going to have some issues. And that's why I think uh, setting up for this is a lot more difficult than what they set up for the last time. Jeremy Rutherford of The Athletic joining us here on BK and Ferrario. Jared, the other day you posted your Blues Fan Survey 2.0, and some of the questions that you had asked Blues fans included the likes of Jordan Bennington entering his final season, how do you view his future, what excites Blues fans the most for the 2021 season. In terms of the results that you got back from fans, was there anything in particular that surprised you or stood out to you about how this fan base currently views the St. Louis Blues in 2021? Yeah, a couple things. Uh, number one, most notably, would be uh, Justin Falk. Uh, there was a large percentage of fans uh, that that believe that with an expanded role, that he'll be better. And I realize what we've read in comment sections on stories and heard on airwaves. Uh, that's the the vocal minority. You know, I've been dealing with that for 20 plus years as a sports writer. You know, those people are, are just happen to be the loudest. But hey, let's be honest here. Uh, you know, talking to NHL people, talking to, you know, players around the league and, and just uh, talking to people in general. I think the majority uh, didn't uh, believe that, that Justin Falk played very well last year. And he himself said it when I talked to him. So, you know, I don't think that uh, when you when you hear that vocal minority for months and months and months that you can expect to put together a survey and say, hey, do you expect the guy to be better? And all of a sudden you get, you know, 70 percent of people saying uh, that he will be. So that kind of came as a little bit of a shock to me that people really do believe that uh, he'll be better. And then secondly, I think uh, Alex Petrangelo, people were very comfortable with the way that uh, Doug Armstrong dealt with uh, the contract and not meeting the the criteria that, that Alex wanted in the deal. And, you know, I think as the thing unfolded and we saw how everything uh, happened, uh, I, I understand why people are okay with it. But if you had told me, you know, two months prior to free agency that Alex Petrangelo is going to leave, he's going to sign with the Vegas Golden Knights, and a majority of Blues fans are going to be okay with it, uh, I think that would have been a big surprise. Jared, the one that really surprised me, and maybe this is because I'm the pre- and post-game host and I'm a rights holder for the Blues, <laughs> but uh, the fact when you asked about the realigning of the division and where fans felt like the Blues would fall – I was amazed that people, the majority of people, picked them falling somewhere in that three, four, five, six slot rather than the first or second slot. And when you look at that division, I mean, I can understand the case for Colorado and Vegas, but beyond that, I'm amazed that people pick other teams over the Blues. Yeah, and I was glad, you know, you do those polls, and granted, it's 1,200 people, so you're not talking, you know, 10,000, but but I think 1,200 is a is a pretty good sample size, and I just love honesty. Like, mm-hmm. you know, if we're gonna if we're gonna do these, let's actually give some legitimate uh, answers. And so, are people going on on there and and giving some of their you know Homer ideas? Uh, yeah, sure. But but I think when you look at that question in particular, and, and you ask Blues fans where do you think you'd fall in this division, you know they're respectful of other teams, and I think we know what uh, Vegas has built and how how good Colorado's been. But Alex, you look at the rest of that uh, potential division, and that's not that anything's set in stone. That's just Pierre LeBron's spitball on mm-hmm. on what the division could look like. But you're talking the uh, the Anaheim's, the LA's, the San Jose's, a lot of teams that have struggled the past couple of years. So uh, 
I agree with the, the readers on this one that I think the Blues deserve to be in that three to four range. Final question that I've got for you, Jr. You also asked about Jordan Bennington, as I mentioned, and how Blues fans view his future. And I thought this was also really interesting and a pretty honest response. 78% of the fan base that responded to this poll said they view Jordan Bennington's future as adequate to above average and that he would likely resign with the Blues. Only 19% view him as a franchise goalie who will certainly be resigned. How do you think he goes into this season? Like, what needs to happen this year for Jordan Bennington to reach that franchise goalie clear cut? Has to be resigned. Everybody believes that that is the case for him. Is there is there anything he can do to reach that status in your mind this year? Yeah, well, I do. I do. I think that uh, I, you know, look, you, you saw what he did in the Stanley Cup Finals and, and throughout the playoffs, and that that whole second half of the year it was flat out amazing. And I don't think there were too many people outside of his mom and dad that thought. We were going to see that for the rest of his career. But I think that, you know, last year, 30 wins, only one of three goalies in the league to have 30 wins. But the people who watched every night realized that he needed some help and that without Jake Allen, the Blues aren't top of the West at the pause. And so then you get to the playoffs and, and he wasn't great. So you look at this upcoming season, if we're not talking about Billy Huso and uh, the need for Billy Huso and he needs to be better and the Blues need to go out and find a veteran, then I think Jordan Bennington's probably done what he needs to do. Look, this year is going to be so different with the, the fewer games, possibly 56, condensed schedule. But if, if Jordan Bennington can get through this season and show them that he is a number one goaltender, he doesn't need Jake Allen, I think that he's going to get re-signed. And I think that uh, then he's going to be able to kind of hit the reset and prepare for a full season to take on that role. Look, guys, these past couple half seasons are just difficult, I think, for uh, these guys and particularly the goalies. And I think it's probably going to take until next year for Jordan Bennington to prove that he's that guy. He's Jeremy Rutherford, Blues Insider for 101 ESPN and The Athletic. You can check out that full piece over on The Athletic right now. Give him a follow on Twitter as well, at JP Rutherford. JR, always appreciate the time, man. We look forward to talking with you again next week. Awesome, guys. Thanks a lot. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Count on the professional parts people at O'Reilly Auto Parts to recommend the best products for your vehicle and budget. Get maximum cooling system performance for 10 years or 300,000 miles with Peak Long Life Universal Pre-Mixed Antifreeze and Coolant. Now just $3.99 after mail-in rebate. Limit supply. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit O'ReillyAuto.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.